Turkey was smashed, pigs in blankets were sublime, and Boxing Day served up an absolute delight. Welcome to the EFL Sesh podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the EFL Sesh podcast, which has felt like an age since we last recorded. Um, wanted to wish everyone, all our listeners, a very Merry Christmas. Um, hope you had a absolutely spiffing, wonderful, excellent, um, superb time, um, all the adjectives all together. Um, and uh, yeah, we look forward to giving you this record, which is a little bit like that midpoint between like Christmas and New Year, but we thought we'd give the EFL sesh masses uh their their fix and and make sure they didn't feel like we were forgetting about them so we are back and we are very much looking forward to go back to a bit of a normal record this week um because we'll be going back to the game week reviews um but before all that um obviously I've got to introduce my better co-host uh for this pod Joe Merry Christmas mate and how are you Merry Christmas I'm I'm feeling fat I've 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 done the traditional Christmas. I was about to say merry-go-round. We can't say that. It just implies that I've, been, I've got the sack from my uh, from my life. But um, yeah, done the traditional Christmas sort of rounds. Seen everyone, eaten all their food, drunk all their beer, and yeah, now I feel like I'm sweating sort of turkey drippings, which is an unpleasant uh, sentence to say. But <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry for putting that into the world. Um, yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Good. Even better for the fact that every single year around Christmas time, Orient forget how to play football. Um, yeah. But this year, apparently, we haven't. So that that that's always a that's always a positive. Um, and yeah, yeah, despite despite Boxing Day being a bit of a disaster for me personally, or at least Orient won. Um, yeah, that was um that was a, that was a massive result against Charlton and London yeah. Derby. You know, they say like. Derby's take take form out the window because I know the form hasn't been mm. uh, exuberant or excellent from yourselves. But uh, no, it was good to see you get that one nil win, clean sheet. You can't, you know, take take the uh, take that win, hundred um, percent, and leave the Orient fans very happy on a Boxing Day, and uh, they can stuff themselves silly after the game. Exactly, that's the plan. Um, I think I think the key is for me not to be there. Whenever I'm there, we lose. Whenever I don't turn up, we uh, we win. I I drove. I don't know if I told you actually. I drove all the way to Orient, so I, I was there, ready to go. Nice. Um, and then my my car decided to basically initiate some sort of self destruct protocol. Um, was getting things flashing up on the dash, saying switch the engine off immediately. Engine too hot. I was like, oh crap okay pulled over um was ringing around a lot of unhelpful garages i have to say sorry walthamstow but you, you didn't help you didn't help out I, I was hung up on i was told uh there were some extremely confused people on the other ends of phones um and i had to limp it back um all the way up the m11 and it went in yesterday and apparently the not only the they were like oh the water pumps blown up so that's why it's getting too hot. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. And that doesn't sound yeah. like too too bad a fix. 
And then he was like, oh, also, uh, it's completely destroyed the cam belt as well. So that's going to need replacing. I was like, well, that's a marginally bigger issue, isn't it? Like, what? what? <laughs> Why did you go with that first? Yeah, exactly. Why well, start with the bad news? Yeah. So, yes, I've had my pants well and truly pulled down by a, by a garage yesterday. But oh, hey, oh, well. it's all made. It's all OK. It's all OK. It's all in one. So, yeah, true. I'll have to do that every week now. I'll have to go smash up the water reservoir in the car just drive like a loon down to Walthamstow, ring the same garages, get told to go away again in less friendly terms and and win games. There you go. You're yeah. welcome, Richie Wellens. I've saved your job. <laughs> <laughs> just carry on that. Do that every single time. I think your bank account will certainly not uh, thank you <laughs> yeah, for that. That's it, true. Uh... I need to be on the payroll of Orient. There you go. And then, yeah. and then from there. Yeah, okay. That works. Okay. I'll uh, I'll draft an email. Yeah, hundred percent. Draft an email to the uh, to to Mister Is it Dunkin' Donuts guy? And uh, you can. I believe that is his actual name. Yeah, Mister Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and see if that's going to happen. And uh, you never know. You might get a response back. Probably won't be the response you're looking for, but at least you might get yeah. a response back. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a go. I'll report back next week. Nice. Please do. Um. Th- yeah, that definitely took a turn. Didn't think that was going to take that turn. But I'm sorry about your car troubles, Joe. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I, I suppose let's get back on the straight and narrow a little mm. bit. Um, for for us, I firstly I'd say want to thank um, everyone that listened to our Christmas special. It's been, you know, honestly the response has been incredible. I think it's it's by far our most listened to episode. And I want to thank Danny again, uh, who was our first guest on the podcast. I thought he was excellent. Gave a real good insight into, you know, what non-league football is all about, and really, you know. I think you, you, we said it offline, Joe. It just takes you behind the curtain of everything that's going on. And, you know, some, you know, I know you spoke to people over the Christmas period and they were like, you know, really fascinated by it and definitely want more of that kind of thing. And, you know, I'm really, really excited to announce actually, uh, and a little bit of a spoiler alert, but we already have two guests lined up in January, which is, which is great. So, you know, I won't say them yet. Tell them yet. I'll, I'll keep the listeners on on tender hooks. But we we may have someone from Canvey again. May do, and we might have an, someone from a completely different team in non-league because they listened to the pod and, and wanted to get involved. So we might actually need to change our podcast name to the to, to the non EFL Sesh Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I mean, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to put out a poll to the millions of fans and um and yeah and see what they come back with. The one hundred percent, the non-league sesh. That also has a ring to it. To be fair, well, we might have to do a separate podcast altogether. You never know. Like, well, there it you just, go. It's just expanding. Keep... I know. Well, you know, I, I, Joe, I think you should definitely tell the masses one of the best Christmas presents you got this year. Uh, you sent me this on on Christmas Day, and it absolutely melted my heart. So, Joe, yeah. go far away. I, mate. I actually did. I didn't know what you're talking about. I was like, how did you know I got like Lego for Christmas? But no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's actually you're right. On Christmas Day, unwrapping my my gifts and you know all the fan mail that we get all the time, and um, out of one out of one package popped a an EFL sesh mug, pen and mouse pad set. Um, unfortunately, it had my face on it. It also had your face on it, <laughs> and uh, and a QR code to take you to the yeah to the Spotify page for the EFL sesh podcast, which everyone should have in their lives. To be fair, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, maybe that's licensed merchandise coming. Um, I'm not sure about the the validity of it. To be fair, I'm not sure how, where it where it came from. But um, yeah, there's 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 something to watch out for. 
pens, mugs, yeah. and mouse pads. The, the the trifecta of a good marketing, um, I don't know, items. We'll say oh, items. yeah, hundred percent. See, uh, see them in all the masses of supermarkets very very soon. <laughs> um, I suppose that's a good segue because uh, you know it take obviously that QR code takes you to the Spotify page where you can listen to us on Spotify and all the major podcasting platforms. Um, obviously Spotify, Amazon music, Apple podcasts, all that good stuff. And, you know, please give us that five-star review, share with your friends, families, um, you know, anyone that you come in contact with, you know, we don't discriminate even the dogs, cats, mouses, hamsters, you know, they all love that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, you know, please do. And obviously share with them, um, you know, interact with us on, on X and uh, Instagram um please do at, at efl sesh pod um and and we've actually joe we we did work out how to get you access to the x as well so we've uh yes, taken the I'm leash in. off and uh he's in so you know i know he's already sent some good interesting content already but you know watch out for some more joe content um uh, moving forward on on the on the x yes it's about to get unhinged <laughs> absolutely whether that's a good thing or a bad thing we will never yeah know. i can't promise tell. Yeah, I can't promise either or, but just know it'll be off the wall. Nice, good. Okay, well, let's get back into kind of normal sesh activity, Joe. Um, so, uh, you know, as as usual, there's been massive change in the managerial merry-go-round, so we need to start off with that like normal. Um, and this week, um, we will be doing just one game from each of the Boxing Day um, fixtures from each league, because um, I think, it, you know, it will. there's quite a lot of content to go through, and I think it's... Uh, we don't we want to keep these like kind of to the hour mark that's kind of what we aim for really um because i think that's kind of the golden the golden period or length of podcasts so in the managerial merry-go-round um obviously we finished off um with the kind of like michael bill going to sunderland in our last episode which was kind of a interesting appointment but there has been some major changes in 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 a in, in some of the appointments and, and and clubs um in the upcoming kind of 10 days since we last recorded so firstly obviously Plymouth don't have a manager anymore very vacant position right now because Stephen Schumacher has taken up the reins of Stoke City um you know from, from I've, me, me and Joe spoke about it on on you know our WhatsApp chat and honestly you know you can see totally why you know uh, Stephen Schumacher's made the change you know Stoke are a big club they're a former Premier League club they've probably got a lot more riches a lot more resources to work with um so you can definitely see it from a financial slash maybe club size perspective but I did think he had a really really good thing going on with Plymouth and I think you know sometimes you got to look at a project yeah I can see Stoke being a project because if he can what you know wave his magic wand and get stoke back to like the positions where they really should be because they have really underwhelmed for i say the last five or six years in the championship like very mid-table fodder um that is a project but plymouth he he built that from pretty much the ground up and i think he had an opportunity to really just have maybe a couple more seasons of really seeing that project through so I'm a little bit torn about it, but I think it, you know, from Stoke's perspective, what an absolute appointment for them. I think that's a great appointment. And I think, you know, if he's available, you definitely take him. Most championship teams, I think, would take him, you know, bar maybe maybe the top three or four. Um, so that is my take on the Stephen Schumacher move. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I, I well, I think you've summed that up very well. You No Christmas sluggishness. That is <laughs> accurate. Um, no, bang on. I think... It's a shame for Plymouth that Schumacher didn't stay and sort of 
see out what he'd started because I think they are only going sort of one way and that's upwards because I think he's yeah. a fantastic manager. But I think it's a really good appointment by Stoke, a rare good appointment by Stoke. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, you know, they, they have given these managers a bit of time as well to to bed in their ideas, even if they don't come to sort of, you know, any fruition immediately. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's probably a move that works for both Stoke and Stephen Schumacher. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm just high on it. I think it's a good manoeuvre. And I don't think it'll take a million positive results to uh, to get Stoke yeah. out of the mire they seem to find themselves in this year and then kick on next year. I mean, already he's had quite the impact. I mean, when did he come over? Early, no, mid-December-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, 19th December. They haven't lost since. So, what, draw, draw, win. Five points out of nine. That's not terrible. Um, no, not at all. So yeah, I I think I think it's a good appointment. I think he's going to pilfer his best Plymouth players, which is always fun, and uh, I, I yeah. think he's going to do well with that Stoke team. I was going to say Morgan Whitaker probably to get nailed on. Yeah, I think uh, yeah he'll definitely raid his uh, raid his former club certainly for uh, for some players, and I think. Uh, you know, you kind of see that with a load of different managers that move to different clubs where he'll take his favourites and and go from there, really. So that is uh, that is Stephen Schumacher, and uh, we wish him luck. Obviously, we hope Plymouth also get a really good appointment out of it as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe tapped into League One, good managers, and, and maybe maybe got there. Because I think that you know they are they are sort of safe, but they also are a bit languishing in that kind of relegation kind of fight. So they need yeah. a bit of stability and something just to get them over the line, I think. But I think they will probably find a good manager. I, I They seem a really, in my mind, a really well-run club. So I think let's just see, let's just see how that, you know, let's see how that goes really. Um, and then I think, you know, from, from obviously a sort of, Left, not say left field appointment because we weren't really expecting it, and but we can totally see it happening. One that we kind of saw happening and a bit of an inevitability about it is uh, Sutton manager has been sacked. Um, I forget his name from from my perspective. Oh no, Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray, that's it. Yeah, Mr. Gray mm. is gone. Um, but yeah, Sutton's manager unfortunately got the boot. Um, uh, just literally after we we recorded, like the day after, so you know, poor time in there, Brev. Um, but we, <laughs> but for me, um, unfortunately, like they they are the way they were playing, and they were getting like tummy tickle pretty much every week. Um, mm. From when we gave them loads of praise at the start of the season, they needed to change, right? They needed something to change. The, the, the methods weren't working. There needed to be some sort of shifting either personnel tactics or just direction um this didn't strike me by any surprise joe what about you you can't you can't lose eight nil like it's not to a team in the same division of you regardless of how good they are so writing was sort of on the wall then but yeah it'd be interesting to see they get in um because it's an interesting i don't know i think it's an interesting challenge i don't think they're the worst squad in the world and i think actually they're one of these teams that do you know historically do a lot better at home in the way because they've got quite yeah. an interesting ground, quite an interesting setup. So I don't know. There's the opportunity to become a bit of a cult legend if you go there and sort of stick around for a while and keep them in the division. Which again, I don't think is too off the cards. Like we're only yeah. halfway through the season, and you know they what well, I think they they won. At the, yeah, they beat Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah. At the, uh, at, yeah Wimbledon. Sorry, at the uh, 
at the weekend. So they're clearly capable. Um, and they're only, I say only, they're only six points off safety and they've got a game in hand. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's by any means, uh, oh, they're, they're cut loose, they're cut adrift at the bottom of the league too. And I, I think interesting times for, for Sutton United. Orient yeah, B, they're... Orient Reserves, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, exactly. They've got a game in hand over Colchester, right? And Salford. Mm. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Just, just Colchester, but that only puts them three points behind behind them, right? So, and and there is that kind of clump of teams on like 23, 24, 27 points. So, mm. it's a it's it's very doable. And I think you know, like you said, it could be just a good opportunity for someone to become like like you said, a bit of a club legend and take them in their dire of need or hour of need and you know, shape them and, and keep them in division. And I think if you keep them in division, you kind of then have a blank canvas to really just do what you want with that team and get a good summer transfer window out through, through and get some good play, you know, get some decent players in for the level and start again. And I think, you know, as long as you can get through that period and keep them up, then that's a, that's a really good one. So yeah, I think hey, they need, they need a Mike Williamson. Yeah. I mean, to uh, Milton Keynes Don. He's been an absolute phenom. I didn't, I didn't read that one on the, on the, in my tea leaves, but yeah. It's been unbelievable. He's done really well, to be fair. He's done really well at MK. Mm. And uh, another good win on Saturday, or on Boxing Day against Colchester, right? A 1 0 win. Mm. Love, love, love to see it. Um, and then I suppose the other big one, um, or two actually, um, Troy Deeney. And you mm. obviously, this is one of your first, uh, tweets on the uh, on the x yeah Stradini is now the permanent manager of forest forest green rovers that is that is mad when you think about it right um but yeah joe react to me about this one mate well my reaction is like what are we doing like, <laughs> what are we doing forest green like it seems to have just become a big sort of meme club where it, whatever the most sort of shocking thing to do is they'll just do that um like obviously over the summer they had a week of uh first female manager and then they got rid of her um getting rid of an established a semi-established manager anyway in horseman and, and replacing with just some guy who's on the playing staff troy dean yeah. he seems a bit rogue and I, I don't know who knows it might be the best move they've ever made but it doesn't feel like it is and their form they didn't they didn't get that new manager bounce that everyone yeah. talks about so True, yeah. like going down 4-2 to Newport who also are in very much would have been in that relegation scrap um like obviously before that game they were you know 19th and oh, no. playing very well yeah so nah it's not for me that one it's not for me <laughs> no. I, we all know how I feel about sort of these players playing for these crap clubs anyway and just just to wind down their career and uh yeah, what I think actually legitimately what annoys me about it is he has so clearly given up on like football in general. Like, his know, he's his, career. He's, he's got his, his podcast. He's, he writes for all these newspapers. Like he's just got other stuff on, which is absolutely fine. Like you obviously need a career after football. Just go then. Like why yeah, yeah. are you like just getting in the way of like other players or other managers? Like I, I don't know. But hey, who knows? He could be the best thing since sliced bread. Um, um, well. And make a complete mug of me would not be the first time would not be the first time <laughs> and it's uh yeah it won't be the last either like i think we we all get <laughs> how dare off. you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all get mugged off on this podcast i'm not just uh saying you it's definitely me as well i've definitely had egg on my face um <laughs> many times on this pod mm. um yeah I, I i'm very much aligned to you it's a very strange appointment i think it makes him i think the youngest efl manager in like i don't know if it's ever but 
he's he's nineteen eighty eight, right? So he's only what thirty five. So that's yeah. that's a really young manager that is for for taking on the reins. Um, so yeah, we wish him luck. We hope he does. But obviously, the Newport result I think probably summed up the type of job he's actually got on his hands. Like being tuning up at half time and then conceding four goals in the second mm. half against Newport. Yeah, that's not what it's about. And uh, yeah, that that job is bigger than probably. In my opinion, probably uh, Troy Deeney's repertoire or his uh, arsenal behind mm. him. So um, let's let's see what happens. I you know I think I can only see one thing for them. I can't I can't see Forest Green staying up personally. But let's let's see what happens. You never know. Yeah, it's a shame. I never got to that stadium. That was always on my list. I never <laughs> never got there for their vegan the vegan stadium. Pies. Yeah, he's the second youngest boy. So Danny Roll. At Sheffield Wednesday ah. is, a, is a full, almost a full year younger. So 1989, is he? Yeah, that's, that's wild. That is yeah. wild, to be fair. Yeah, no, 28th of April, 1989. That is mm. so young. But fair enough. He, he's, he's not doing too bad. He, he's kind of up and down a little bit with Sheffield Wednesday, but they're kind of an up and down team at the moment. So Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. Nowhere near as bad as it looked at the start of the year. Yeah. And and literally hot off the press as of yesterday, actually, um, Neil Wood has been sacked as Salford manager. Um, mm. So that is our last one for the manager aware ground. Um, God, yeah, the the elite, the class of ninety two have finally um, succumbed to the, the absolute shambles of a club they are right now. That honestly, that the form they're in is atrocious, like absolutely yeah. atrocious right now, and yeah. The I think the the game we're actually going to be talking about in League Two is uh, we're not going to spoil that, but mm. I think that result probably was the you know uh, what's the something off the camel's back? What's the uh, what's the oh the, that, the like, straw that broke the camel's back? Camel's yeah, back. yeah that's I, the... I, I could have made something up there. I I've missed a <laughs> trick. I should have just said something absolutely mental and just run with that. But yeah, hundred percent. That is that is certainly the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, and I think. They needed the change, and I think if they kept going the way of our, like it, it's, it's mad actually because I was looking at some of the team stats. You know, Matt Smith in this division, I think the second highest goal scorer with fourteen goals this year, mm. but they're so low down in the table. So where you know, I think they are one injury away, basically him from going down. Essentially, mm. if they kept on that, kept, kept on that route. So I can totally see myself would made the made the change. I think it's the right change, and I think. That, you know they're a big enough club and they've got a big enough fan base and and you know that you know any manager I think would want to work under the class of ninety two right so I think they won't struggle finding a manager it's just finding the right manager the right fit that's going to keep them in the division because I think if they go down that could be catastrophic for them because obviously they're expecting kind of like a Wrexham like instant success and I think they need to keep that kind of success train running and they've kind of been sort of like average in League Two for a couple of seasons now. And I think they probably need a change just to get them back on that that upward trajectory, upward momentum. So yeah, I didn't I saw this coming from a mile off, Joe. What about you? Yeah, I I'm astonished. That that might be one of the boldest claims the FL session's ever made. Salford are a big club. <laughs> <laughs> But, I know yeah, you're thinking I, of the Tim Pot Club. <laughs> well yeah. Sorry, sorry Salford. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I mean yeah, the form's rubbish, and the the team should be performing much better than it is. I, I was not aware that they were so low down. The twenty first, I know, in the in League Two, and they're, they're actually they're only there by virtue of 
three teams being worse than them mm, rather than exactly. them being any good this year. Um, and I completely agree. If they were to go down, uh, it, that's a mess. I, I, w- I do not see them coming back anytime soon because the National League is a tough league to get out of. 100%. Um, yeah, interesting times. It, I do agree, though. Interesting to see what manager they get in next because they have historically always had pretty good success in bringing experienced managers in mm. um presumably as you say because of the sort of the image around the club um but also because you know they are willing to put together decent football league teams yeah um, yeah it'd be interesting it'd be interesting i do i i do think they did need a change because their form recently has been rubbish um and and not it, it's i don't i don't care too much whether the form in the short term is rubbish if there is a an attempt to play the same style of football or like an attempt to, you know, put your stamp on a club. But yeah, every single, I was having a look, I think every week over the last six weeks that they haven't won, um, he's tinkered with the formation and it's like, nah, mm. that's, that doesn't work. That like that, that, that's always the, you're sort of sacking yourself at that point. Cause you're saying, Actually, yeah. I, haven't got, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what's going wrong. I'm just going to change things and hope it changes for the better. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Bit, bit of a shame. For, for my yeah. guy, but I think, I think um, it needed to happen. Yeah, definitely, and I I think it will be interesting. So hopefully, by the next pod, we'll know who's in the hot seat. Hopefully, uh, you know, mm. I wouldn't think they I I wouldn't think they would sack him if there wasn't like a sort of replacement in the wings, or you know, they've got an idea who it'd be. So yeah, obviously, I think Salford are a little bit, you know, that you know. By the virtue of the owners that they have, they might have a little bit of a box office appointment waiting in the wait, waiting in the wings. But we'll have to see. We'll be able to give that to you as news in the next pod. But that is the managerial merry-go-round, and again, it just it just keeps surprising us week on week. The fact we've been able to have a segment week on week for that last one well, <laughs> six weeks is just nuts, really. Um, but you know, you make we may come back with it, or we might go straight into the game week review and our kind of first at first episode of twenty twenty four. We will see. Okay. But Joe, and still, still no Burton Albion manager. No, still a no long, Burton Albion. Long, long old time without a manager. But yeah, yeah, that is that is a full eighteen days without a manager. Yeah. That is that is crazy. But mm. let's see if they can. They'll probably hit twenty by the time that uh, they actually make an appointment, which is which is nuts. But mm. we'll have to see. But Joe, mm. let's get straight into the game week review. Um, and obviously, we'll be reviewing. There's obviously been a few games during the period, but we'll be reviewing the. Um, the Boxing Day games, because obviously, you know, everyone loves Boxing Day, right, as a football fan. Um, yes. So, Joe, I'm happy for you to get started and you can talk to me about uh, Southampton, who, in my opinion, are probably the most informed team in the whole of the championship right now against Swansea. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Russell Martin's turned it on, turned the mm. key, um, as evidenced by the fact, yeah, they've come away from St. Mary's with a 5-0 victory over Swansea, who... You know, aren't aren't going great guns, but they're not a lose five nil team. Um, started off seventeenth minute, Joe Aribo bangs one in for Southampton. A player that I think is criminally underrated. I yeah. absolutely love that guy, and mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm not watching enough of him, but every time I see him play, I think he's fantastic. The yeah. only caveat to that is don't play him up front. Like yeah. in, in in the prem, he kept on playing up front. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's rubbish." It's like, well, yeah. If you play me up front, I'm also crap. Like, <laughs> put me up like five aside in like a park locally. I'm okay. Like, play me where I'm meant to play. Um, weird aside. Um, so Joe Rebo, one nil Southampton going at halftime, one nil up. 
Um, he also gets a booking in the first half, which is, yeah, top work. Super. Well done. Yep. Um, comes out second half. Alan Sheehan's got stuck into Swansea. He's gone, right, fellas, only 1-0. We're away to Southampton. This is good stuff. They're playing well. Let's let's keep it tight. Let's nick one. Oh, no. Samuel Adozi, 48 minutes, put Southampton 2-0 up and Swansea are floundering. Um, cue a couple of rapid-fire yellow cards for Swansea and then just subs galore. Subs, <laughs> and not only subs galore, but a substitution flurry of... EFL legends. Yeah. You've got Joe Allen coming on. You've got Yannick Balassi coming on. <laughs> You've got Ryan Fraser coming on. You've got Che yeah. Adams coming. On. It's like a it's like a testimonial match. Like, I don't know what's happening. And once all that's died down, um Ryan Fraser actually nabs a goal in the in the 74th minute. So Southampton are 3-0 up now. Um Joe Allen tries to steal back some of the limelight with a booking. Um, but then he's quickly sort of stamped back down because Ryan Fraser gets another in the 87th minute, 4-0. And then in the third minute of added time, Che Adams, who sort of thought, hang on, I remember Joe saying that he, I was going to top score this season in the championship, so I better start scoring. Gets one, gets a gets a garbage time goal, 5-0 Southampton, and they send their their fans home very happy indeed. Um, all five subs used for both teams. So Love that. Might be an EFL first, right? EFL yeah, it's rare, yeah, it's rare. And, and none of them were like... No, nothing 90 minutes yeah stuff. exactly the, the last substitution was used in the 80th minute so actually russell martin and alan sheehan take a bow that is yeah. excellent work um throw and watch 16 to 17 a very evenly matched game low um, as well it, yeah low, a low total 33 that's not our, our 40 average for the championship but it is what it is um a feast of football it was it was great stuff it was a great game of football it's a shame for swansea because i actually think they well, they're a bit sort of patchy at the moment, but I don't think they deserve to lose five nil. But no. Southampton, a bit of a runaway train at the minute. They they're lucky Ipswich did have that one million point gap between second yeah. and third because Southampton are coming and they're coming quickly. Yeah, completely agree. I think, you know, over the literally over the uh, festive period essentially of games, four nil win against Southampton, a one nil away win against QPR and now five nil home win against Swansea. So that is that's ten goals in three games and that is and, and zero conceded. So that is, you know, sums up how they're playing at the moment. Um I think when you when you really break down the squad, I, I was looking at the formation. They're playing like Carl Walker Peters as an essential attacking midfielder in that in that game, which is absolutely wild to me because mm. obviously he's always been known as like a you know a right back or a you know a right wing back. Um, but you know it's it's it, it's great to see. I think they're playing some great stuff, and, and I think we talk about we obviously joke about the substitution watch and, and how many subs they're using. But look at this for substitutions made. Trey uh, Adams comes on the 70th minute, a goal. Ryan Fraser comes on the se- in in on the 70th minute, two goals. And Mara mm-hmm. comes on the 80th minute, gets an assist. Right, so you know, absolute contributions from the subs bench, which yeah. suggests obviously really good strength and depth for the squad. That they can bring on players that actually are going to change the game and sh- and change the momentum of the game, or you know, keep the momentum going and 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 just you know, uh, and cause routes which is great mm. and it's good to see a little bit of ruthlessness from Southampton you know they had that pit really sticky patch in the middle of the start of the season where they were trying to get into Russell Martin's philosophy and how they're going to play but they they really are putting teams to the sword and there is a good level of ruthlessness there um they're not content with one or two now they want to get three or four and really just 
stick it to the opposition. And I think that just breeds confidence. That doesn't breed arrogance. It just breeds a level of confidence, which I think a lot of teams will struggle to match. And uh, yeah, they're certainly on a on a train upwards in the table. And I, you know, I, I'm as an Ipswich fan, um, I'm quite worried about them. Yeah. I think I'm more, I'm more worried about them than I'm Leeds right now. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Because Oh, sorry, carry on, carry on. No, 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 you go, you Interrupt. go. I've just, uh, I've, I just had a look, so I was like, oh, hang on, I know they've been on a pretty good run. They're undefeated in 16, yeah. and 11 of those games were wins. Yeah. That is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> certainly probably the most important they were. team. I think my, my shout yeah. is certainly true on that one. Yeah, their last defeat, 23rd of September. Against us, right? Was it against us? No, so and the week before, the the week before that, nineteenth of September against Ipswich. Yeah, they had a torrid run against Ipswich and then Middlesbrough, and then bucked their ideas up and decided not to not to lose a game again. But they got, I don't know, there were some tough games in there ish. But actually, they got a fairly straightforward run for a little while as well. Mm. Like really, well, their next tough game, you know, Bristol City. Yeah, oh, they 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 could be the man city of the championship just just turn christmas time turn turn of the new year they they don't lose for the rest of the season hundred <laughs> percent let's um mm. let's hope they let's hope they carry on that momentum and uh you know it's you know kudos to russell martin he was, certainly was under a lot of pressure and i think um he certainly like science the doubters and i think it's you know ended up being a bit of a shrewd appointment from southampton and with that squad you know they brought in some good players that, you know harwood bellis is a you know man city Man City like prospect. He, he's good. Mm-hmm. Flynn Downs from West Ham. He's a really, really good midfielder in, in for the division. Rebo, like you said, he was tearing it up at Rangers, wasn't he? Only a few seasons ago in the Europa League, like semi final, right? And he's a he's a, he's a really good player. Armstrong is certainly turning up, and he's certainly I I I think you know it's showing that he's a really, really, really good quality championship forward. Obviously, he's top joint top scorer, I think, mm-hmm. this season, but. Look at the assists he's getting as well. He's got, I think he's got like eight or seven or eight assists this season as well as a striker, which is great, right? So he's providing contributions, but also um, assisting as well, which is awesome. So yeah, the the Southampton train is rolling, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm worried about them, um, <laughs> but I'm also happy for them because I think you know that they were being written off, but I think right off Southampton in the Championship season at your peril, I think. Hmm. Agreed. Certainly. Hey, don't worry. It's which are safe. Safe in second. Yeah, I've yeah. Confidently predicted they're uh that they'll be there by the end of the year. So that's it. Okay. I think that's our that's our championship review done. So let's have a look at the table, Joe. Mm. Um. So obviously we're now post Boxing Day. Um. We've still obviously got two day two games left in the festive period. So you know we'll have to see what the state of affairs is. But um. Leicester, um, after a really, really, I, I think it was a good game actually on Boxing Day, uh, even though it was a stupid time, quarter to eight on a Boxing Day. Like, what is yeah, that? Boo. That's boo. boo. That's boo. Stupid Sky. Sorry. Mm. I'll, I'll um, get off my soapbox on that one. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so Leicester are top. Uh, 59 points after 24 games, which again is just stupid numbers, really, when you think about it. They're on course for you know, an over, much over 100-point season if they carry on the rate they're going at. Um, But I suppose over a Christmas period where Ipswich have beaten teams like Watford, we've beaten teams like, you know, uh, you know, we drew against, you know, drew against Leicester and we did obviously get tonked against Leeds, which was a big, big result. But 
overall um with Norwich in there as well they are still five points clear um in 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 second so the gut you know the gut you know the the gap has been cut but still five points right still two results they've got to muck up on to be caught um so you know we've got Leicester and Leeds out of the way we've got uh QPR on Friday and uh then Stoke which I think are two winnable games for us um certainly uh so hopefully a little bit more stability um So they are second 53 points, which is still staggering for a team that's just come up from League One. Southampton, the are third with 48. Um, Leeds are fourth with 45. West Brom, again, I don't think we've talked about them enough, but I think they're having a really, really good middle part of the season so far. And they're they're very deservedly fifth with 39 points. So you can see that gap between fourth and fifth. There's a six-point gap between fourth and fifth, which is quite a lot. And then... Um, it seems that there's always a bit of a mixture of who's actually sick for any given point, because it's crazy between 13th and 6th, there's only three points in it. Right. Which is crazy to think. I oh, know 14th actually. And mm. six, there's only three points here, but at the moment, Sunderland are sick with 36 points. Um, so, but that seems to be interchanging week on week or game week on game week. Um, and the color bottom three is still the same as it is. Um, I think, they are definitely at risk of being cut adrift, cut adrift now. There's a five-point gap between QPR in 22nd on 20 points and Huddersfield at 25. They had a really good result, actually. Shout out Huddersfield on, on the weekend. Um, mm. Oh, not the weekend, on Boxing Day. Chef Wednesday on 16 points and Rotherham on 16 points. And I think, I think my in my point, the nine-point gap is, is, is a big gap to is a big gap to fill. And I think in my mind, Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham are down. I think it's now a straight shootout between probably teams like QPR, maybe Birmingham, if they keep on that <laughs> stupid, if they keep with the Rooney experiment. Um, Millwall, I think will be fine, but I think Huddersfield are certainly at risk. So I think it's a straight shootout between them three teams, Joe. Ooh, exciting times. A, a little, little treat for you. QPR, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham, I had in the bottom three in that exact order. So Love that. They're, they're saving my uh, my predictions overall at the moment because I also had West Brom in 21st. So <laughs> I, uh, I I need all the zeros I can get because everything else is 15 places out. But um, yeah. also, little little sly Bristol City, one point off the playoffs. We're yeah. coming. Bristol City are coming. Liam Manning's come to save my predictions. But my I very boldly claimed two weeks ago that Bristol City would be in the playoffs and we're not far off. We're doing our best. Exactly. Yeah, they're doing really well, actually. Best. Yeah. And I've also been surprised at also how Hull have kind of kept in that race as well. And yeah, uh, they, they've they've been doing really well. Um, Liam Racina yeah. is doing, doing good stuff there. And I think I saw him. He's just had a contract extension for like three or four years, which is great to see. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um, and also a friend of the pod, Jack, he'll be very happy because he's obviously a massive, or he's, he's supporting Hull this season um, and uh, up the Tigers, right? <laughs> cool. Well, let us swoop into, uh, well, it's not our favourite league, but obviously it's Joe's favourite league because Lane yeah. Orient in that league. But exactly. let's talk about League One and I'll be talking about um, on Boxing Day, which I think is a really cool, cool day to do it. But mm. I think it was the first or second game of the season. We had the, obviously, the Uxbridge Derby, um, yep. the Oxbridge Derby, I don't even want to call it. Um, but on Boxing Day, we had the Oxbridge Derby at the Kassam Stadium and it, Definitely served up a interesting game, mm. and Oxford, um, by the skin of their teeth, uh, run out with a two-one win. Um, 
against a, I'd say, revitalised Cambridge under Neil yeah. Harris. Yeah. Um, but annoyingly, Buck- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. Uh, Des Des Buckingham gets a Derby Day win, and I think that's a, a you know exactly what they kind of wanted. Um, from from my perspective, it was a, a bit of a topsy turvy game. Lots lots of shots, and I think Cambridge were actually you know I think unlucky not to get a point out of this game at least. Um, if we look at the stats, fifty nine percent percent possession for. Uh, Oxford, so you know, to be expected, they're definitely a possession based team. But the XG 1.93 to 1.11 in Cambridge's favour, only one more shot from uh, Oxford 16 to 15, but a lot more on target. Definitely, Oxford made the keeper, Cambridge keeper, work more than they did for the Oxford keeper. So, it, when you look at that, probably a fair result, maybe. But I, I actually think the way Cambridge played, and I watched the highlights, I actually think they were good value for a point. I think. You can definitely see the improvement, certainly under Neil Harris, and they're playing a very, they're playing a bit quite compact, but they're definitely making themselves harder to beat than they were. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, I think Cambridge won't be too disheartened by that uh, by that game, but they went one and up. Uh, Cousins gets a goal um, on the 30th minute, um, and makes it a bit more of an uncomfortable team talk uh, for Oxford at half time, but. Um, a revitalised uh, Oxford. Des obviously got straight into him and uh, and Goodrum. Is it Goodrum? Yeah, it's Goodrum, isn't it? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, Goodrum because it's R it between the D and the H is an R, so it kind yeah. of me off a little bit. Hey, Tyler, give us a ring. Give us a bell. Exactly. We'll get that corrected. Yeah, I'll come on the pod. Name. Yeah, come there you pod. go. Correct it live. Absolutely. Um, gets got on the fifty fourth minute, and then kind of nothing happens. A few, you know, a few yellow card, you know, a couple yellow cards branded about, um, and f- from from Brannigan and uh, Brown, but uh, nothing really happens. And then right at the end of the game, I think it might be a, like twenty seconds. I think it was six minutes of added time. Um, Kieran Brown, um, or Kyron Brown, whatever you want to say it, um, gets a goal on the 95th minute to send the Kassam Stadium into absolute raptures on Derby Day uh, for a 2-1 win. Um, and yeah, as I said, Des will take a lot of um, encouragement from that because I think since he's come in, there's been you know some draws, some losses. Um, and I think a win on Derby Day can just breed that confidence and maybe just getting back on the straight and narrow and on for that kind of like automatic promotion push as they were starting to starting at the start of the season. Um, but I don't think Cambridge will be too disheartened by that performance. I think Harris will take a lot of positives out of that. And I think um, in my mind now, from that appointment, Cambridge is safe. I don't think they're going to be anywhere, shape or form near near the relegation zone, in my opinion. So unless they, unless Neil just suddenly downs tools and doesn't do what he normally does um <laughs> but but a really good game actually lots of lots of action in both half in both um sections of the pitch um a typical and i say typical derby day because normally derby days are quite edgy there's always kind of like you know midfield battles essentially and i think there was here but i also think it was a game where just both teams went for it and went for the win which is actually quite a nice refreshing refreshing kind of way of looking at it i i was obviously at the ipswich norwich game earlier in december and it was very much like i think ipswich trying for the win norwich were very very happy to go away with a point so it's 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 nice when you see both teams actually wanting to just win on Derby Day and, and go for it. So, yeah, I, I I found this a very enjoyable game and hence why we chose it as as our game of the week because I think 
it was a good advert for League One. It was good football all round, and I think it showed. Obviously, both teams are you know are capable on their day, and I think uh, you know compare Oxford from this time last year to oh, this time last year to now, they're like a completely different team. Probably you could say the same about Cambridge as well. I think with Neil Harris at the helm, I think they're only they're only they're only on one trajectory, and that is up. And I think that will show him, that will show in the next few weeks, and I can see him beating teams. Um, and, and getting some points and getting themselves up the table. So, Joe, any any other points in your game uh, from this game? Any throwing counts and oh, also lack yeah. of substitutions? Only five substitutions. I know. I was going to say that the the substitution watch is, is shocking, really. Yeah. So, Des and Neil, hang your heads in shame. Four, well, yeah, four real subs and then yeah. one time wasty one. Which, unfortunately, Neil, if you bring on a ninety fifth minute sub to waste time, you then can't let in. Yeah, a, a, a 95th minute goal afterwards, then lose a game. So that's what that's what you get if you don't use your subs properly. Um, sub uh, throw and watch, sorry, very good. Uh, 26 to 27. Um, so you're looking at a good sort of 53 uh, yeah. total value, and also that's about average for for League One. Um, and also shows how how even a game it was. So mm. yeah, throwing statistic continues to be a good predicator of how good or bad a game is. Um, I think just in general, some really interesting results going on in League One at the minute. I mean, mm-hmm. Oxford continue to impress uh, despite losing Liam Manning um, and continue to kick around the playoffs. Um, annoyingly, Stevenage also continued to yeah. pull results out of the bag. Um, a really resounding 3-0 win against Northampton, who have been on a bit of a run actually recently. So that was, yeah, annoyingly good. Bristol Rovers, now that they've shed Joey Barton, turning over Portsmouth on mm. Boxing Day as well, which was... a a turnout um in general just some really interesting anyone can be anyone style results going on um reading getting a draw against peterborough who are who are second um reading in the relegation zone still so yeah just some some good good clean fun in a in league 1 over the last couple of weeks really enjoying it yeah, and obviously Leighton Orient beating Charlton, it yeah. takes you to the dizzy heights of 13th in the league. I know, love that. Pro- we're, we're proper mid-table at the minute. Like, yeah. Bang exactly where I want us to be. Not overly concerned about re- getting relegated and maybe two or three wins on the spin and you can start going, oh, we're kicking around the playoffs now. Like it, it's, a, yeah, it's a nice place to be in going into the new year. Um, and actually, I've got nothing against Charlton, but... Michael Appleton can just get himself in the bin, spend all <laughs> five minutes of his post-match interview. It, it, the first sentence out of his mouth after losing 1-0 was, they didn't do enough to score today. And it's like, well, sorry, Michael, I don't think you know how football works because we won 1-0. So he clearly <laughs> did do enough to score today, didn't we, you clown? And he, yeah, he, just spent, he spent the whole five... I, if I was a Charlton fan, I'd be even more angry because you know the whole five minutes basically saying how Orient are crap and his own players are a disappointment for not beating them. He's like, well, you do realise you're the manager. Like, you're yeah. not a passenger here. Like, you set your team up and you could have made subs if you don't like the players. Like, it, it was bizarre. It was the biggest yeah. shirking of responsibility I've ever seen. So, yeah, Michael Appleton, you've you've gone down in my estimations, I'm afraid. Just, oh. just, just take it on the chin and move on. And when your only win in the last five games is against bottom of the league, then, I don't know, maybe you're the problem, Michael. 
Maybe. But, Who knows? Yeah, just thought I'd get my get my licks in on uh nice. on Michael Appleton then. Yeah. Not not a friend of the pod, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Another good he looks like you're getting the amount of disdain for him that I do for Gary Caldwell. So <laughs> exactly. Well now now Joey's gone. I've got someone else has got a, the, the my eye is directed line. at someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Joe, do you wanna do you wanna go through the League One table for me? Yeah, mate? I'd love to. I'll rattle through it. So sitting atop the uh the throne. Portsmouth still four points clear at the top of the table, doing going very great guns despite their their recent loss. Um, Peterborough second 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 automatic spot on forty five. Um, Bolton also on forty five points with a game in hand in banging, third place. For banging form as, yeah, well, as well. Playing so Derby actually. Exactly, Derby two points but below them uh, also with a game in hand on Peterborough um, on forty three points. Oxford and Stevenage both also on forty three points round off the uh, the playoff picture. Um, Barnsley really the only team threatening the playoffs at the moment mm. on 41 points and then you've got a bit of a drop before you get to Blackpool Lincoln 36 32 points so yeah top six seven looks fairly settled at the minute but yeah it's a long old long old season um and then obviously at the bottom we've got Reading still in 21st so occupying the first relegation spot but not doing too badly I'm beating in four picking up a few points here and there and dragging sort of Exeter and Burton back down into the uh and Wickham actually back down into the sort of mire. Um, Cheltenham strung a few mm. wins together, have, yeah. have unseated themselves from the bottom of the table and up to twenty second, um, nineteen points. And I must say, their loss to Orient was highly unjustified. So yeah, I really, you said, yeah. They, yeah, they 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 could well be uh, they could well claw themselves back out after looking dead and buried after 10, 15 games. Um, Fleetwood eighteen points, twenty third is really not looking good for them. And Carlisle. 20, 24th position, 17 points, only three wins all year is mm. is not a good look. Um, and really, they're, they're because obviously 23rd played 24th on Boxing Day, and that draw does nothing for either of those teams. Like, I, I don't think it is one of those, oh, don't lose games. It's a nah, you have to win this one, really. Um, yeah, not, not ideal because I quite like both Carlisle and Fleetwood as clubs, but. Difficult away days to get to though, so hundred percent, yeah. Maybe maybe it isn't a problem if they go down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. there's your there's your league one. Nice one, Joe. And so let's scoot on down to obviously the People's Champion League. And Joe, yes. it's your game. Yes. I want you to talk to me about obviously now managers manager Le Salford versus yes. Tranmere, my friend. I'd love to. Tranmere continue their miraculous resurgence um, under Nigel Adkins. Um, Uncle Nigel, I'm calling him. Yeah, now now Tony's gone. Nigel Adkins has picked up the mantle. Um, Uncle Nigel, 5-1 winners away from home, Tranmere Rovers. And yeah, what ultimately spelled the end for for Woody Boy at Salford. So, quick blow by blow, 12 minutes in. Harvey Saunders sticks Tranmere Rovers 1-0 up. You think, oh, great! That's uh, love getting a one 0 lead away from home. Maybe we'll sit on it. No, they won't. Two 0 after thirty five minutes. Kieran Morris grabs a goal. Um, love that. Love a goal from a winger. Um, and then a bizarre bit of argy bargy in in late first half added time ends up in three mm. yellow cards. Um, Turnbull for Tranmere and Watt and McElhaney for Salford City. And one of those will come back to haunt them later on. Yeah. Um, it's like match of the day where I only say about the <laughs> yellow cards that matter. Um, two nil down at half time. You Neil Wood, you presume, gets stuck into the players. Says, "Come on, fellas, not not at Christmas, please." Um, and then five minutes later, it was at Christmas, please. Connor Jennings gets one. Three nil. Game looks dead and buried. Five minutes later, Matty Lund 
pops up with a goal for Salford. And you think, oh, comeback could be on. Um, comeback isn't on. 64th <laughs> minute, Tranmere get a fourth. Um, Regan Hendry, yeah, looks to put the game beyond doubt. And then Conor McElhenney for Salford puts the game beyond doubt for his own team by getting himself sent off in the 72nd minute. Second year card, foolish, foolish behaviour. Um, nothing happens now. Nigel Adkins goes, oh, actually, I need to get my five subs in. So he makes a few subs. Josh Hawks grabs a, a, a fifth for Tranmere just to really rub salt into the wounds in the 93rd minute. And then Luke Garbutt gets a yellow card for arguing in the 94th minute to really round off a pretty crap day for Salford all round. Um, yeah, disappointing for Neil, really. Loses 5-1, only uses two subs and loses the throwing battle 35-32. to 32. Um, A 67 throwing game, which is wow, really high. Yeah, that, that's a lot of ball not on the pitch. Um, <laughs> but yeah. No surprise that Woody gets a sack after this, I think. Um, not only has the form been pretty diabolical recently, but that was really a game between two teams who are very evenly matched, um, both mm. on the pitch but also in the table. And I know Trammer is stringing together a few good wins. I mean, they've turned over Swindon recently and I think Newport as well, who are also down there. But yeah, not not a good day at the office. Um, well, clearly not because he then doesn't have an office anymore. Hmm. Yeah, Nigel, shout out Nigel Atkins, came in to a Tramir team who didn't look dead and buried per se, but were not, not going terrible. great guns. Yeah, yeah. They, they were pretty rubbish and has really come out with some great results recently against some really challenging sides as well. Yeah. Um, last five games, good good draw against Mansfield, who Very good. ever yeah. since have been winning machines. Um, obviously lost to Warsaw, which is a bit of a rogue one. But then, yeah, have then since turned over Swindon, have absolutely smashed Salford. It's been a great Christmas. Father Nigel has, uh, yeah, come with a big sack of presents and points for uh, for Tranmere Rovers. Yeah, That's a weird 100%. analogy. Imagine Nigel Adkins as Father Christmas. Oh, well, yeah, what a, what a guy. He definitely could strike me as a Father Christmas. Just needs to get more of a belly on him, but that'll, that'll be it, really. Um, mm, but no, must agreed. try harder, Nigel. Must try hard, and Yeah, you should have definitely stuck some more turkey in your gob uh, during Christmas. To, um, <laughs> start that, start that process off early. Um, no, I, I I completely agree. I think Nigel Atkins has done an absolute excellent job at um, at Tranmere, and I think you know the fact that now ten points away from safety seems to suggest probably they are going to probably be safe. Um, and I think it was a very very good appointment. Someone that knows the leagues, like you know, as I said, beat Gillingham three one, two draw against. Uh, Away to Mansfield as well, which is mm. no, no mean feat. Beating Newport again, that road result against Walsall, but then beating a always a free scoring uh, uh, Swindon team two um, one, and now a five nil a five one win. Right, so they are banging form, and I think just if they carry on the way they're doing, this the only way is up for them. So I'm looking forward to see how they get on. But yeah, Salford need to back up their ideas early because I think they are yeah, really at risk of going down, but let's hope mm. the new appointment um, brings them a bit of joy. But yeah, certainly a, you know, I, I don't think many tram, Tramir would have been popping off uh, in on Boxing Day evening, certainly with that result. So, you know, well done Tramir. Brilliant result, brilliant win. Love seeing a four four two straight like Brexit Brexit uh, formation. You've got to love to see it. And um, 
Yeah, and also just goals throughout the pitch, right? Both strikers getting a goal. Uh, you know, the main attacking threats, Morris and, and Hendry getting a goal and assists. And, and you know, it's just, it's just great to see contributions all across the pitch, right? And uh, that will just breed confidence in the whole team. And uh, let's just see how they get on. But, yeah, really, really like that. Um, let's look at the League Two table while we're here. Mm. Uh, Stockport um, are still... Top of the top of the tree, fifty points mm. after twenty four games. Again, a good, a really good return from them from a team that we were obviously um, not waxing lyrical about at the start of the season because they were just very naive. But they've certainly shut us up emphatically mm. with twenty nine goal difference and fifty points. Um, Wrexham, uh, as I like to have my smug face a second on forty six points with a game in hand over Stockport because I think Stockport only drew at the weekend. Didn't they? But that was a really yes, really good did. game against Barrow, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um and yeah, they're they're on forty six points. Mansfield again the uh statistician statisticians statisticians dream. because mm. uh, they just love providing amazing stats. I sh I sent a screenshot to Joe for their for their win um on the weekend or on Boxing Day. Thirty nine shots in a game. <laughs> 39 shots in one game it's like one every two and a half minutes i think uh, in the game which is just nuts um to their third but they've got two games in hand over um stockport so they can actually leapfrog them if they win both but as we always say on the fl sesh pod points over points over games in hand mm. all day every day of the week um and then the rest of the playoff spots we have barrow again are had an excellent festive period are just brilliant at the moment and we love to see it 44 points they, they're they're in the hunt Notts county again had a bit of a sticky patch but got a good win over the week over boxing day so that was good they're on 39 crew again we really rate i think they're doing really well they're they're a good team um on uh 37 and as we alluded to the mk dons and mike williamson masterstroke uh are gone into the playoff zone and have a game in hand over crew as well um and two games in hand over Notts county so it could go even higher up the table with 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 some more wins our seventh and you know we we were baffled by the appointment but he's he's working wonders at this club and it's great to see right big big mike big six foot seven mike isn't he is he six foot seven Ooh, i think that. so that's a shout is he six yeah. foot four? if you've put that one out there that's yeah, outrageous yeah. Please, please get please have a look while i'm going through yeah the I, oh don't worry um on it. and in the relegation zone um we have obviously sutton united or now managerless sutton united um, on 17 points, six points away from safety, who, you know, Colchester, who are again in a bit of a, you know, disgraceful form right now. Um, and then Troy Deeney's uh, Forest Green, who have two games in hand over Colchester um, on 16 points. So they're seven points away from safety. So even if they win their both games in hand, they're still a point away, a point adrift. Um, but I do think probably them two teams at the moment are the teams that are going to go down. So let's hope that's the case because I wouldn't want Colchester to go down because obviously they live near where I live. But we'll have to see. But that is the League Two table. I think it's, it's very competitive. I think, you know, looking at 7th MK Dons on 36... Again, up to is only six points between seventh and sixteenth, so it's all to play for for the uh, for the playoff spots. So let's see what happens. But that is our that is the People's Champions League uh, roundup for us, and that is the game week roundup. Joe, have you got Mike Williamson's height? I do, and really disappointingly, six foot four. Oh, that's I, I yeah, I 
Well, that can't be true. I thought he was a jolly green giant, but he was. That's what yeah, I thought. Apparently, yeah. he's only six foot four. He, he must just wear it well. He's just he's a he's a he's a tall six foot four. That's what he is. A tall six foot four. If there yeah. ever was that thing, <laughs> sounds good. Cool. Well, that is our game route review done. Um, mm. Felt like that was a really good summary of the week. It's uh, Boxing Day football never fails to impress, and uh, it's one of the. Week it's still one of the game weeks that I always love watching as a football fan. The Boxing Day football fixtures and uh, some great games and uh, yeah, um, Joe will be coming back very very soon with the predictions league. So yes. uh, we festive will... treat, festive treat. So uh, we'll see you in a mo. <laughs>
Oh, I've gone. Well, I'm going to go for a three nil Bristol City win. I think the 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 Manning train will continue to roll on, and uh, really yeah, hopefully, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, hopefully, Wayne gets a lump of P forty five in his in his <laughs> sack from Santa. Um, <laughs> uh, League One, Fleetwood, low flying Fleetwood at home to high flying Bolton. It could be any score. This um, I'm going to go for a. I'll go for a two nil Bolton win. Oh, nice! I I don't know why I've done this. I I've gone for a three two Bolton win. Oh, I love really that because Bolton are a bit leaky. They're a bit mm. leaky. Um, I think Fleetwood, if they're scrapping at home, they'll maybe get a goal or two. Probably not. That's that's nice. that's a bad that's a bad one, I reckon. But hey, at least See I identified it early. Yeah, exactly. Um. Harrogate versus Tranmere is our league two. Oh, uh, had to bring in Tranmere, didn't extravaganza, you? Extravaganza, yeah. That's certainly a winnable game for 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 Tranmere. So I'm going to keep on the Tranmere train. I'm going to go for a uh, three-one away win. Oh, I love that. So I was torn actually between that and two all, and I've gone for two all. I think nice. it's going to be a high-scoring uh, affair. So here you go for an extra point for an extra prediction league point. Which one of those six teams have we have we predicted before? Mm, I'm trying to think. I swear we've. I probably think we. I, I swear we have done Harrogate before. Oh, that's so close! Correct, correct league, correct league. But we actually have never. We have predict. We have never predicted Harrogate. Mm. We have predicted Tranmere. How oh, nice. Um, but yeah, we have never predicted Birmingham, Bristol City, Fleetwood, Bolton, or Harrogate, which is nice. very weird. But how, how yeah. many we've got left on the on the list? Oh, that's a great question. Let me show you. So, because I've actually got two on the go. That the actual like game week review tracker, there are only four teams that we have never reviewed. Um, Love that: Rotherham, Carlisle, Lincoln, and Grimsby. So those four. Get your money up, and then yeah. we might speak about you. In the predictions league, there's obviously a few more because it's a bit like mm-hmm. it, it's a bit more hit and miss. Yeah. Um, but we have, well, there are nine, ten there, but we've actually just done five. So there's only five that we haven't spoken nice. about. Um, Leeds, Millwall, West Brom. Um, oh no, this is ten. Um, ah, I'm so good at I'm so good at creating these spreadsheets that it, it <laughs> it's doing it for me live. So yeah, there are ten that we haven't predicted, but I'll I will prioritize them in the new year. Um, nice. I won't go through. New Year's resolution. Forget, but yeah, there you go. Everyone, everyone will get their flowers. Um, yeah. So there you go. There is a, a nice, a nice, productive, festive predictions league, and uh, and yeah, looking forward to some debutants on the predictions uh, window next week. Excited. Yeah. Hopefully that brings points. Hundred percent points make prizes, as we always say. We, we need to think. Uh, we, we need to think. What are we doing? Like a forfeit, or are we doing some sort of like uh, prize at the end of the season for us both? Um, I like I that. I like that. Because we, we, we have to think of something for that. that I'm not maintaining this live uh, comparison of league position to our preseason predictive yeah, like, yeah. positions for for no reason. There's going to have to be a reason for it. So 100%. yeah, agreed. We'll have to we'll have to come back. Um, well, with a clever idea as to what 100%. the other individual has to do. Well, shall I finish off the pod with a Canvey Island update, Joe? I, you don't know how much I'd love that. 
<laughs> well, that's it's good because it's come right at you. Um, <laughs> so, unfortunately, uh, the first the first thing to talk about is there was supposed to be obviously just after the pod we released with Danny Hill, and again, thank you again very much for for your time. It was amazing, and um, yeah, you know, a really good insight to non league. They were supposed to have a cup game against Buckenhurst Hill, I think if it was. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, that got rained off. That was a postponed oh. game, um, which was a shame. So that game will be rearranged very, very soon. Um, so uh, Daniel obviously alluded to it in the in the pod, but obviously they had a very, very tough game against um, mm. Hornchurch coming out, top of the league Hornchurch on, on Saturday, the 23rd. And, uh, the, you know, I think it was a very, very valiant effort from Canvey in a way trip against top of the league who are absolutely banging form, probably going to be the runaway leaders of the, of, of the group. And they, they held out pretty much all the way to the 69th minute. And I think they had mm. some really, really good chances in that first half as well. Um, but unfortunately, they did succumb to their fourth successive defeat in the league, which is obviously not what the doctor ordered for for Canvey. And they're certainly not uh, they're, they're they're not pushing on as we hoped they would in the league this season. But um, Muldoon uh, for for Hornchurch scored in the sixty ninth minute, and then Akin Wande scores on the seventy eighth minute um, to kind of. A breach. I think once the first goal went in and the defence was breached of Canvey, I think it was only a matter of time when they got the second and that did happen on the 78th minute. But I think if you look at the stats and the highlights, I think generally it was a good performance from Canvey and I think one that I think Brad Wellman will take a lot of positives from. Um, hopefully they can replicate that against some of the other teams in the league. But due to that little bit of lacking form and also it was it was, it was nearly 750 people at, uh, at that's Hodges. a lot that's a great Which is great for yeah. great for non-league and that's that's you know going to bring in some good good uh, good income to both clubs so that's really great to see but mm. um at the moment that means that they are i think 13th in the league right now can mm. be um on 25 points um more losses than their wins i think that's very much banging mid table um, so I think they need to just probably get some wins in the new year, and I think that will get them back up into the hopefully the top end top end dish of the table. Because I look at the table, there are teams that obviously got lots of game in hand, but due to a lot of like uh, postponements. But you know, sixth place is only five points between behind them, right? So you know, a, a few wins on the bounce that can put you right back into things. So let's just see what you know what happens over the next few weeks. But let's hope for a very fruitful pre-new oh, uh, year. It's going to be. I'm telling you. I'm telling the you. How, 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 many, how many points are the boat watchers off the playoffs now? They're, at the moment, they're only five. Well, here you go. Here's a here's a shout for you. By the time they play that replayed game against Buckhurst Hill on the 16th of January, Canvey Island will be in the playoffs. Love that. Love that yep. optimism. The boat watchers you, like, will be... And, it's, I'm I'm cheating as well because I actually just had a look at their next five games and in their next five games, so Canvey Island are 13th, mm. they play 11th and 12th, so a couple yeah. of other mid-table teams and then all three of the bottom three, Kingstonian, yeah. Harringay Borough and Concord Rangers. Sorry, but Canvey Island are coming. And yeah. They're, yeah, they're not going to stop. So yeah, nice run. Hopefully that can, that can uh, provide a really good return on points and uh we may or may not have on the 8th of January, just before that prediction, Joe, yeah. a special guest on the pod um, from Canvey. Ooh. So that's just hopefully going to whet your appetite. So, yeah, as we alluded to at the start, we have two guests lined up for January, which is great to see. And I think we this will probably be the, the start of 
pretty much hopefully guests every month on the pod, which is which is great to see. Um, so yeah, watch this space, and yeah, we will uh, we'll release more details nearer the time. But very interesting points and very interesting times ahead. Let's hope for a more positive return on points for Canvey. And as we always say, up the Canvey, hashtag up the boat watchers. So hmm. um, I think that's a really nice way to end the pod, Joe. So uh, let's let's hope let's hope for a fruitful 2024 for Canvey. Um, hmm. So, yeah, as, as, as we as we say every single week, thank you for listening. Um, it was a really good review. I really enjoyed that, Joe. But as always, please follow us on all the major podcasting platforms. Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review and share it with everyone that you that you know. Um, you know, our fan base is growing every single week. We're we're loving what we're doing. Um, obviously the the episode we did with Danny, we, you know, that that definitely sparked a lot of interest and a lot more people coming into the pod. And we're obviously getting a, a really good non-league following as well, which is great to see. <laughs> so hopefully we can continue that momentum in the new year. And uh, obviously, in, in, interact with us on X and Instagram at AFL Sesh Pod. Um, we'll keep you know providing the latest news, the latest insights in in the AFL and also in non-league as much as we can. Um, uh, but let's finish it there, Joe. Um, any final words for you before we close? No. Goodbye, friends. Have great New Year's. Absolutely. Um, have a lovely New Year's. We'll be back um, in the New Year. Um, so happy New Year. Happy. Uh, into 2023 and let's hope for all of your teams in the fl they get some good points before the new year so we'll speak very very soon ta-da